Well, it's like the whole world has been cooped up for the last two years, and now everybody feels good about going out and going somewhere, and they are. I saw a, a number the other day that is absolutely astounding. Between Memorial Day and Labor Day, DFW will host 26 million people flying through there. Sean Donahue is the host and will be entertaining all those people as CEO of DFW International Airport and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, as always, my pleasure. And hopefully we won't be entertaining all those customers, but we'll we'll be doing a good job serving them. Well, but, you know, the, that's the frightening thing is everything I read says, well, now, and, and especially because DFW is such a big connecting airport with a hub and spoke, they're saying, well, plan on two and, if you can, three hours between flights. Well, what are you going to do? What do you do with all those people that are center ground doing nothing, hoping that their outbound flight leaves on time? Well, and as you know, David, there are very few connections that are booked that enable two to three hour layovers. Yeah. People typically book the shortest layovers. And other than a couple of weather days last week, um, so far we're off to a good start. And all of our partners, our business partners, um, airline partners, concessionaires, everyone's, you know, ready for the summer. We've staffed up and we're we're all going to do our best to take care of these 26 million customers traveling through DFW. I've just heard and I've really heard, I mean, I haven't heard anything bad about about the airports here. You guys have got a good check mark. But my gosh, it was a nightmare. Was it last week in Dublin and then these these Amsterdam? They're talking about two and three hour long queues and, and, and Atlanta's had a rough time. And it just feels like something is boiling out there. You're right, David. I, the many of the European airports I know are really struggling. In my nearly 40 years, I've never seen an airline make a statement like KLM did over the last couple of weekends. They've actually stopped selling tickets on their flights through Amsterdam because of all of the issues at the airport. And I've never seen that before. I've never seen an airline stop selling tickets. Well, that's well, and you won't see them do that for very long because they they won't be around for very long. So tell me about the improvements you've made. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, you had this this bizarre thing where they were building gates, new gates, all on the I add DFW, but off premise, and then you were physically moving them in, and now I gather they're there at at uh, at C, right? Right, right, they are, and and. David, we took a bit of a different path during the pandemic because this really goes back well over two years ago when the pandemic started. We kept moving forward with our big infrastructure projects. We completely reconstructed one of our main arrival runways. Perfect time to do it. We added four gates in the international terminal. And then to your point, we just opened five new gates in Terminal C that were built uh, prefabricated, modularized. We moved them over across the uh, tarmac a couple of different nights, and those opened up. So we're fortunate that we kept moving with these projects. We added gate capacity because we need it right now. 
and and presumably still will. Well, I know. And actually, we talked to the the CEO of AECOM who was working on this project for you, and it right. seemed to go pretty well. So, are you going to do that again on these these five new gates that you've got for A? Right. We're we're adding uh, gates in A and C. We're building piers, and those will be prefabricated. Uh, they'll be built on airport, but in a non-secure part of the airport. So it's easy for the workers. It's easier to get the supplies. And in the future, when we're building new gates, we're going to optimize that construction model as much as we can. Well, can you build an entire terminal? Because we still know that there's a prospect of Terminal F out there. Well, the, the biggest infrastructure program on our plate is really now um, refurbishing all of Terminal C. And the high seas was the first stage. We've been working with American on how we will phase this over the next several years. And as we work through those details, we believe we have an opportunity to do this prefabrication model, which will save cost and it will save time. Well, Will, what about what's the status of Terminal F then? Is that still on hold? I would say Terminal F is back on the radar from a, a planning perspective, David, because what, what's happening, and, and you know this, the growth of the region, the growth of the Dallas-Fort Worth area economically continues. And what's interesting is American has taken great advantage of that over the last uh, decade or so. But now other airlines are saying, we would like to grow in DFW. They see the success of the region. They see the success of Dallas and Fort Worth. And they want more gates. And that's both domestic and international. And it's our responsibility to provide those gates. And that's why F is coming back on the, the planning schedule. Because with that type of growth, we're going to need more gates at the airport. And you're getting more airlines. We're, well, there are more airlines. Maybe and there, there may be a, a merger here, whether it's JetBlue or, or Spirit or, or Frontier. But by and large, there seem to be a proliferation of airlines that are cropping up again. Are you getting any of those with, with interest in here? We are. What's pleasantly surprised us, David, is the international recovery in the last six months. We brought Turkish in for the first time. We brought Finnair in for the first time, Iberia for the first time, Air France returned, Qantas returned. And then we have Qantas uh, starting a second daily trip to Australia, to Melbourne in December. American announced last week they're going to do seasonal service to Auckland. So we're going to have this, the South Pacific Triple Crown with daily service to Melbourne, Auckland, and Sydney, which is fantastic. And I, and guess, I guess it was, I saw the Turkish wasn't daily, but now they're going to daily service, which correct. would imply success on that route. Correct. And then look at Qatar Airlines. This summer, there'll be double daily DFW to Doha. I would have never guessed that. That is remarkable. So t tell me about, uh, let me go back to, to you solving my anxiety about about flying this summer. So I know about pre-check and, and global entry and, and clear, which will all help you get through. What I didn't know about until I was just kind of poking around was DFW Security Fast Pass for Terminal D. This is something that allows you to jump even those advanced lines? 
Right. You can you can go online and reserve a time at uh, one of the D checkpoints, and we have personnel there. And if you've reserved it online and you show up within a few minutes of that time, we have a dedicated lane for you. Now, to be honest, David, it's not getting a tremendous amount of use. I would still tell people that TSA PreCheck is your absolutely best investment. And they're, you know, your most predictable and fastest way of getting through the checkpoints. And, and as you and I have talked about, we're lucky. We have 15 different checkpoints at DFW and that, that's an advantage. It allows us to disperse the traffic in a way that we avoid some of the issues other airports have had. So what's coming up next? Have you got, have you got still more airlines expressing interest? And, and if you do, do you have a place to put them? Well, we we do still have gate availability, um, but we're going to have to build more gates, and that's why we're doing the peers in A and C for American. And as I said, F is coming back on the table from a, a planning perspective. What I believe is going to be very interesting for the industry is what happens this fall, because there has been such a tremendous surge of traffic, which has caught everyone by surprise, you know, pleasantly by surprise in the industry. But this surge, I'm not sure how long the surge can continue. I hope it continues, but I would guess it might get back to more predictability. I'm not saying we're going back into the COVID travel volumes, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see travel volumes go back to where they were pre-COVID, where the fall gets a little bit quieter, the winter gets a little bit quieter. We'll see if that happens. Well, so where are you in, 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 I mean, this 26 million number is astounding, but I really don't have the frame of reference from 2019. I know the capacity is not there, that, that the, the airlines are still flying 10, 15%. 20% in some cases less than they, they did pre-COVID. But where are you in numbers? Well, we just finalized our April numbers, and it's the first month uh, that we uh, were higher than, the, than that same month in 2019. So April's the first month where we exceeded the same month in 2019. For the summer, we believe we'll probably be at 98, 99% of 2019 passenger volumes. And to your point, on capacity, which will probably be 90 to 92% of 2019. So we'll be carrying, you know, about the same amount of passengers on less capacity. So you're the CEO of a major corporation, but it's an unusual one in that, if you make a bunch of money, you give it away. <laughs> and you don't you can't you don't sit on it. And by the same token, I guess if there's a deficit, that's made up elsewhere. So you don't hear footsteps. I mean, is there this area keeps getting bigger? Are we ever going to be, you know, are we ever going to have a, a Newark at a JFK at a LaGuardia? I mean, are we going to be surrounded by competing airports? Well, remember we have love. Yeah, and between love and DFW, right now we're the second busiest airport in the world in terms of traffic, and Atlanta is number one. If you were to combine the traffic at Love Field and DFW, we'd actually be bigger than Atlanta. So I, you know, my my best guess is 
Love and DFW will continue to handle the growth of the airport because building new airports these days, extraordinarily expensive. And then you've got the airline dynamics. Who would want to come in and try to take on American here and Southwest at Love? I don't really see anyone. Yeah, two, two fortress hubs, but we are headed toward the becoming, I mean, much larger than Atlanta, the third largest metropolitan area in the United States, you know, eclipsing, eclipsing, eclipsing Chicago. So right. there's, there ought to be ever-increasing demand. Well, and remember, we're, we're fortunate. We have seven runways, and with seven runways, we can easily handle uh, well over 100 million customers a year. So what the, what the constraint becomes is the gates, and that's why we've had all these projects to add gates, and we'll continue to invest in that, that gate infrastructure. All right. Well, uh, we wish you a marvelous summer and, and good weather. And yeah. I, I hope I continue to not see your name in the headlines and just Amsterdam or Dublin or someplace else. Yeah, I, I thanks, David. And, again, our teams have been doing really good work, and we started the planning for this summer back in October and November last year. And, again, it's not going to be perfect, but we put a lot of time and effort and planning into it to to make everyone proud in the region in terms of how we take care of customers. Sean Donahue is the CEO of Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Again, thank you very much for the time. We wish you the best. Thanks, David. Stay well. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.